0: Welcome to the Not-for-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, it's Justin Hock here from Source talking uh, NDIS and the impact it's having on a not-for-profit space Now, I've done a few videos in the past regarding um, the impact the NDIS has had and the the change that's required not-for-profits to go through. What we're starting to see now and what we're going to talk about in the next couple of videos is the NDIS has been around for a while now. Most not-for-profits have started to move through, not necessarily to the end of their journey of that change, but they're definitely moving through the change and they're adapting to the NDIS. now there's some new challenges that are sort of popping up because of that adaption of the NBIS. Now the first the first one I wanted to talk to, to you about, and I'm sure we'll do on the video today, is talking to you about how the NBIS has in a lot of not-for-profits caused there to be a quite a, a a quick growth of that organization. So we're talking organizations that have gone from a turnover of 1 million to 10 million or 25 million to 50 million. So this is not This is not small growth and it's not and it's not, you know, it's very rapid growth in two or three years, they've gone from that size. So with that type of rapid growth, organizations will need to evolve and there are definitely challenges that this presents from a governance aspect of the organization. The first one is a board. So if you look at a board and what they do in an organization where it's turning over about a million dollars to one that's turning over, say 10 or even 20 million dollars. The roles are very different and I mean you, you pull that back to one, the capability within the organisation and the strategy and this is what the two things you need to be looking at is matching that strategy and capability organisation of where it is now. So if you look at an organisation that's grown say the one million dollar turnover three years ago, they've got a board, quite often than that, a million dollar turnover NFP, your board is, is relatively operational like definitely they, the oversight of the company and that's their responsibility as a board. But there's not necessarily the full level of capability within the organization and directors are asked to step in and help the organization, whether it be with fundraising, whether it be with some of the IT or HR, depending on their skill sets, the legal. So there can be that, that aspect. As you start to get towards a 10 million turnover or even past that, you start to need different aspects from the boards the strategy will tend to be well we've got this turnover so you're building capabilities internally in the operation team of the organization and the questions asked to the board now are more directional and It's like well we're now we've achieved this growth what now like are we just maintaining it are we growing more if we are growing more how are we growing have we grown in the right areas it's a much more strategic focus and can quite often need a different skill set. So, This is where it's important for a board when it's gone through this growth, to make sure you are doing your board performance reviews, to, to check in on yourself to see how well you, the board's performing. But also, when you go through that strategic workshop that you do or strategy day, making sure that from that day and redefining your strategy on that path of growth, what are the skills you need to execute that strategy, what are the capabilities you need to execute that strategy. And from a board point of view, having the time to go, okay, we know how we're performing, we know what skills we need now, we know what skills we need in the future, have we got them now? Or are the board members engaged in the organization now that it's this size rather than a smaller size? Because quite often, and in my experience, I would say almost 100% of the time, there is a need to refresh the board when you've gone through that much growth and get a different skill set and a different set of experience that can take that organization on its journey. And sometimes boards get stuck with that because they're like, well, we've been here, we've been through the growth, so we know how the organization works. And definitely there is value in understanding the history, but sometimes there's a different skill set needed and there's that maturity of a board to go through and ask those questions and put in place the succession planning to enact that change and that refresh and evolution of the board. Similarly, from a board challenge point of view, there's also a challenge at the executive level, especially the CEO. So again, a CEO of a 1 million turnover or a startup not-for-profit through to a a not-for-profit that's turning over $10 million plus, even going from a 25 million to a 50 million, the skill set of that CEO will change. The the required skill set will change. And what you've got to look at is, is there is the CEO evolving with the organization or is it time for this to move on now obviously there's ways you can help that you can there's training you can do you can you you should start building your executive team as you're growing so that the CEO does actually have other executives who can help with the growth and the challenges of the organization and even saying that particular CEOs will be good at growing an executive team others will not some CEOs are great at that startup at that entrepreneurial that hard slog in terms of you know, then the, the controlled growth going forward, that's quite often a different skill set. And again, I would not necessarily say that just because you have experience as a CEO that you can do both. So again, it's looking at that capability in the organization. Have you grown the team? Have the cr- team grown in the right spots to allow you to at least service the growth that you've had and not fall, step fall backwards? But also then again, does it fall in line with the strategy? Do you have the capability there to put into practice to execute your strategy? Because it quite often will have changed with that growth. And the last one is, is is probably a bit of a, we all know it's there, but it's like the elephant in the room to an extent with growth, is that quite often, and the NDIS especially has caused what I would call unplanned growth. It's like, there's been opportunities there that organizations have been able to take. The funding's been there. They go, yes, we'll step into that. Yes, we'll step into that. And all of a sudden, you might have started off doing just support services. Now you're doing SIL um, and you're doing um, you know, all types of NDIS services because there's an opportunity. You might have even started helping out in um, aged care, maybe. But that growth, because of the opportunity's been there, doesn't, and because it's been unplanned means that quite often you're using the systems that you had that was designed for a $1 million organization that's now servicing a $10 million organization and they're creaking and they're stretching and they're not necessarily fit for purpose anymore. And obviously to start looking at that will then be obviously there's some cost involved in upgrading systems or making sure systems are fit for purpose. But what I encourage organizations to do that have gone through that growth is if you want to even just maintain your growth, you need to go back and look at these systems and how you're working, the capability again of the organization because they will start to hamper your growth and even in some cases, where you've grown beyond your systems, they could undermine the entire organizations because they're not servicing, they're not providing you the information you need or making sure the compliance is ticked that you need. So that's also another very important fact. So. For organisations that have grown very quickly through the NDIS, the takeaways I would have is next strategy, make sure you update your strategy, understand where you're going, are you maintaining, are you continuing to grow and get that strategy clear. From that strategy, identify the skills and capabilities your organisation needs to achieve that strategy and then once you understand that, see what you actually have and work out a transition plan on how to go from what you have to what you need to be a successful not-for-profit organisation in the NDIS. And that's really it for the first video. I'm going to do another video after this on another challenge that we have in the NDIS space for the not-for-profits, uh, but definitely check that out. They'll be on the YouTube site. There's a lot, whole heap of other videos there on governance and the not-for-profit space worthwhile having a look. Otherwise, that's it for today. Thank you for your time. It's Justin Hogg from Source. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series, and if you'd like some more information, Check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.